Welcome to the Happy Valley Baptist Church Sermons Podcast. We are so glad that you have decided to listen to the message that God has brought through Brother Gary this week. This sermon was recorded on Sunday, June 30th, 2019, and released on Wednesday, November 9th, 2022. This week's message is titled, Safe in Our Father's Arms, and the scripture reference is John, chapter 10, verses 24 through 30. My prayer is that this message is a blessing to you. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the sermon. Okay, today we're going to talk about being safe in our Father's arms. John chapter 10, we'll start reading in verse number 24. Then came the Jews round about him and said unto him, How long dost thou make us to doubt? If thou be the Christ, tell us plainly. And Jesus answered them, I told you, and you believe not. The works that I do in my Father's name, they bear witness of me. But ye believe not, because ye are not of my sheep. As I said unto you, my sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. And I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. My Father which gave them me is greater than all, and no man is able to pluck them out of my Father's hand. I and my Father are one. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we come to you in prayer at this time. Father, asking your blessings upon the message. We pray, Lord, that it will just make everybody realize how great a God you are and just what we have in our eternal security as a Christian. And dear Lord, if there's anybody in my audience this morning that does not know you as Savior, I pray that this would be the day that they would come to say the knowledge of your grace. In your precious name I pray. Amen. Many times in the ministry of Jesus, he used an analogy of him being a shepherd and those who follow him being his sheep. In our story today, Jesus is trying to make some Jews, uh, unbelieving Jews, realize just who he was. And that's not always easy to do. The lost world has trouble knowing what a Christian is. A Christian walks a different walk. That Christian talks a different talk. His actions show the world who he is, actually. If this is not true, then you'd better check to see just it is who that you serve. Have you met the shepherd, Jesus Christ? Your actions are a testimony of your belief. A Christian job on earth is to win the lost to Jesus. Now that can be done in two different ways. Uh, first of all, you can try to lead a lost person to Christ by witnessing to them, showing them scriptures in the Bible, maybe telling them your own personal testimony of how you accepted Christ. Uh, there's many different ways that you can personally witness to somebody to win them to Christ. 
The second way you can lead people to Christ, though, is the way you live before the world can be your greatest witness that you would ever have. You work at a potash mine, and uh, everybody around you sitting there cussing and telling dirty jokes and stuff like that, if you ignore them or walk away from them, that is more of a testimony uh, than, you, than if you tried to preach to them. Christian is different from the world. Our language is much cleaner than our lost friends. At least it should be. Our Christian prefers to be with other Christians. That is why a Christian is faithful to their church. A Christian helps support his church financially because he wants the work to go on and for uh, people to be saved. People of the world cannot understand the actions of a Christian. You may not believe that Jesus and the Word of God are true. The truth of Jesus and God's Word are amazing. And you must have great faith in order to accept the truth of God's Word and the truth of Jesus. People of the world have trouble believing Jesus had no earthly father. He was conceived by the Holy Ghost. So that made Jesus 100% man because he was born of Mary and 100% God because his father was the Holy Ghost. The world has trouble with the fact that Jesus Christ gave his life on a cross some 2,000 years ago so that you and I can live, so that we can have eternal life. This is why a Christian can have that eternal life is because he gave his life. We actually have proof that Jesus was who he said he was. He rose from the grave three days after he was crucified. Jesus was seen by many following his resurrection. Actually, around 400 people saw him ascend into heaven after his great commission was given. Now, concerning the truth of God's holy word, there are some amazing stories in the Bible, folks. We must accept the truth of the Bible in its entirety. And to do anything less would be calling God a liar. You see, you can't pick and choose what you believe. If you believe Jesus died for you and he is your Lord and Savior, that's great. But then you, I believe that you need to believe the entire Bible from cover to cover, regardless of uh, any, what anybody might say to you. Because you'll find scoffers that'll uh, make fun of you when you tell them the story of the Red Sea and Moses and the Israelites crossing on dry lands. You'll find... Uh, people that will not believe when you tell them about the iron head axe that floated in the water. You won't believe, uh, people out there in the world will not believe that the donkey talked to a man and enabled him to escape death. But these things all happen, folks, and we need to trust God for the truth of the matter. Jesus says that you are not his sheep, in order to be a sheep of Jesus, you must be willing to accept his 
accept Jesus by faith. I'm going to give you four steps. First, you must realize that you're a sinner that needs help. Folks, I can't, I don't know, I hate to break it to you, but there's nobody in here perfect. Uh, we all have our faults. We all have sin in our life. Romans 3.10 tells us that all is sinned and comes short of the glory of God. Romans 3.23 says there is none righteous, no, not one. So if you don't think you're a sinner, then you're calling God a liar. Secondly, you must know how much Jesus loves you personally. Salvation is a personal relationship between you and Jesus Christ. Uh, Romans 5, 8 says, Yet while God, I better read it or I'll forget it, but God commended his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And then Romans, John 3, 16 for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. I like that. About half the crowd was quoting that with me. That's good. Jesus loves us, folks, and we need to know how much he loves us. Third, being a sinner requires punishment from God. You see, God cannot stand sin. God hates sin. And therefore, if we have sin in our life, we will be cast into eternal death. Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. And then finally, Realize that the love of Jesus for everyone, so therefore he gives us salvation as an answer for his love. Romans 10, verses 9 and 10, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. Folks, salvation's there. It's simple. It's free to all. But salvation is not cheap. It came at a great cost. As Jesus dying on the cross was an horrific death. Accept Jesus today if you do not know him as your Savior. And be part of that sheep in the fold. So what is it that defines your Christianity? Well, the sheep who follow Jesus hear his voice tugging at their heart. Verse number 27 says, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. Christians have an inner voice that convicts of many things. First of all, folks, well, salvation, when you're called of God to do something, uh, if you have sin in your life, the Holy Spirit will convict you of that, and it gives us a burden. So what is it? The Holy Spirit calls us to salvation. People cannot just decide, I'm going to be saved. It has to be the Holy Spirit leading you 
is Jesus Christ. No other way. Unfortunately, though, some people respond, well, it's good. Some people respond quickly. Unfortunately, some never do. Bible tells us that God's spirit will not always strive with man. There will come a time when he will no longer convict of the sin in your life. The Holy Spirit calls Christians to do his work. Folks, it takes a lot of work for a church to function. This pastor just all, I mean, I'm preaching this morning, but there's other people that makes this church work as a team. We have musicians, we have singers, we have teachers, we have a, a bookkeepers, accountants, treasurers, we have deacons, we have many people that work hard to see that our church functions and we are doing the will of God. The Holy Spirit will convict us of sin in our life. We can actually become miserable if we don't repent of that sin. It is also the Holy Spirit that lays a burden on our heart to do a good deed. Only a Christian with the Holy Spirit living within them hear and feel that tugging at their heart by the Holy Spirit. Jesus knows who his sheep are. Salvation is a personal experience between you and your Savior, Jesus Christ. A person can fool the preacher, he can fool the deacons, or most anybody in the church by trying to act like a Christian. If the rapture were to occur today in most churches across America, there would still be people left behind to turn the lights out. These are people who never really accepted Jesus as their Savior, or they were really good actors. Tell you a story about when I was saved. Our church held a revival in September of 1963. Our church was poor. We couldn't afford a hotel. So our, we put the evangelists up in our home. Uh, J.W. Klukey, a weird name. But he was a good man. He got to enjoy my mama's good cooking. And he'd go out there and help me with the chores. He actually sit down, a preacher, mind you, sit down and milk the cow. That was hard for me to believe. I figured a preacher's hands never got dirty. Uh, found out different. Anyway, we went to revival that night on Friday night, September the 6th, 1963. Sitting on the back pew back there where Terry and Suds are. And it was about six or seven of us teenagers all crowded on that seat together because we all wanted to be sinners together. And uh, not saying y'all are sinners, Terry. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> uh, but the preacher preached a sermon, Christians in Hell. And I remember it touched my heart so much because two years prior to that, I had made a false profession of salvation. And when the invitation time come and my dad stood up there and started singing just as I am, I was holding on to that pew in front of me and I was shaking the fool out of it. And I looked up all of a sudden and there wasn't nobody on the seat with me. 
all the other teenagers that went forward to be saved. I said, by golly, I'm not going to be the only teen that goes to hell. <laughs> so I almost ran to the front to accept Jesus as my Savior. Be sure that you know Jesus personally. Believers who serve Jesus Christ as Lord follow him. Many people profess to be a Christian, but there's no evidence of their belief. These false Christians do not do the things that a Christian normally does. Uh, if we are saved, we need to show proof to the world of our Christianity. Are you faithful in church? Do you help support the church with your offerings and tithes? Do you carry on the work of the church? Do you surrender when you are called by God? That's a very important one, folks. If we were all put on trial for being a Christian, it is my prayer and my hope that we would all be convicted. Sheep that follow Jesus have eternal life. We will live forever, folks. Now, actually, everyone will live forever. Unfortunately, some will be in hell and the rest will be in heaven. Eternal life for a Christian is a glorious life. You can read in the book of Revelation. I'm not going to turn to it this morning. But it tells us of the beauty and of the glory and the splendor of heaven. God was so... He, he's provided for us a mansion, a mansion to live in. He promised that. We're not going to have to serve for anything less. We're not going to live in a condo. We're not going to live in a little shack. We're going to live in a mansion in heaven. And we will experience great reunions with our loved ones and friends who's went on before us. We are safe forevermore in the arms of Jesus. We will all be welcome home personally when we cross Jordan by Jesus Christ. We will see the nail-scarred hands and feet of Jesus. We'll be able to feel the scar in his side where the soldier plunged that sword into Jesus. This will be the fulfillment of our Christian life, folks, because we will now be honored and home with Jesus forevermore. No power, no person can break the hold of Jesus. He's pretty strong, folks. Satan wanted us, but Jesus holds us safe in his arm. The grip of Jesus cannot be broken. This is our security as a believer in Jesus. Once saved, we are always saved in the arms and safe in the arms of Jesus forevermore. Satan cannot get us. We can rejoice and have great comfort in the strength of Jesus. And as if that enough, if that's not enough, we're double safe in the arms of Jesus and of God the Father. In verse 29 and 30 it says, My God, my Father, which gave them me is greater than all, and no man is able to pluck them out of my Father's hand. 
I and my Father are one. You want strength, you want encouragement of your eternal salvation? It doesn't get no better than that, folks. Jesus Christ himself holds us for eternity. We are safe in God's arms forevermore. We serve a great God, folks. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit created this majestic earth. Oh, how can we say it just happened? How can we say it's just chance? How can we say that this is just an evolution? No, sir. God spoke our world into existence in six days. And you can guarantee that your salvation is secure in the arms of God. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for the blessings you've given us in our life. Bless the invitation time now. If anybody doesn't know you as Savior, we pray that they would come and make it right today. In your precious name I pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to the message today. I pray that you know Jesus as your personal Savior. If you do not know Jesus as your personal Savior and would like to talk with someone, we would love to talk with you. We are in the Carlsbad, New Mexico area at 4103 West Texas Street. Sunday school starts at 9.30 a.m. and Sunday morning services start at 10.45 a.m. We also have a Wednesday night Bible study that meets at 6 p.m. We encourage you to get connected to a local church in your community and get involved in spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ. To stay up to date on all the happenings at Happy Valley Baptist Church, you can go to facebook.com slash hvbcnm. That is facebook.com slash hvbcnm, as in Happy Valley Baptist Church, New Mexico. To find additional podcast sermons, you can go to podcast.hvbcnm.org. Thank you and God bless.